The snow glows white on the mountain tonight. Not a footprint to be seen. A kingdom of isolation. And it looks like I'm the queen. Let it go. Let it go. And stop. Stop. We're going to get sued, dude. No, we're not going to get sued. The mouse is going to come for us, dude. Let it go. Let it go. We're not singing the Frozen song. We're just letting go of things emotionally. It's the mouse. Kids, what are you doing in here? He's so much taller than I thought. Oh my god, he's got a gun! Go, 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 go out the back. <laughs> are you sending my copyrighted material? That's right. What the dip? What the dip? Grab your family, get them to the basement, and for God's sake, stay away from the windows. This is the Grolic Saves the World. My name's Adam Holland. My name is Ben Roy. And I'm Andrew Orvidal. A lot of flying and glass. our podcast has been described as the tornado of podcasting, gotcha. and it is dangerous to listen to. <laughs> so you need to bunker down in your basement as you listen to this with your family and stay away from the windows. There can be a blast sometimes, and you do not want to get hit with shards of glass. Oh. Oh, okay. And Rift City glass. It's thin. It's so cheap. It's thin and cheap, and it cuts deep. And once it gets in you, it falls apart. So one little shard of glass suddenly turns into 20, 30 loose pieces of glass in your system. You know what this Rift says? We're not going to hit the seven minutes up front that uh, producer Ron asked for us. (laughs) But I want to keep going. If you're new to this podcast, it's not about storms. This is a a podcast (laughs) where we try to better the world around us through passive aggressive challenges that's what we but it is about the storm inside what of if us. we did pivot to a storm podcast oh my god grolic storm chasers podcast there we go let's go nebraska well i'm gonna be available because as it turns out i just <laughs> oh got no. laid off from my job and when andrew says just got laid off from his job he means right fucking now we were podcasting andrew goes hold on i think i was fired <laughs> <laughs> laid off laid off and we said what and then i mean andrew you tell the story you just got fucking laid off we were we have recording of it here's the here's the situation i have this part-time day job that i absolutely hated with a cast iron passion and uh <laughs> i don't know a strong passion cast iron pans in rift city also made out of the glass oh yeah, that's a terrible that's a terrible way a to cook smart choice <laughs> but i got great health insurance for me and my kid from the job i cast iron health insurance i could put a name to this it's called the starbucks conundrum it's where you've got a <laughs> shitty job you hate but you get health insurance that you need and is helpful so that's what i had with my day job that i was doing from home so i found out i got laid off yeah as we were like starting to record it's the mixed bag of like oh fuck yeah i hate this job and i'm happy to be free of it but then it's like oh but i did lose my great health insurance which is a good reminder to uh, stay away from the windows exactly i no longer can take those storms full brunt like i used to when i had the great health insurance it made me a great storm chaser because i would just run out into the storm being like take me take me 
there was a fearlessness to you. Right. I, I, I do want to reiterate to everybody listening. You probably think, well, well, they're judging this or I mean, literally, we all logged in and Andrew goes, oh, I think I just got laid off. Yeah, I think all of the people in the United States were laid off. And the listener is going to think we're judging it even further because I swear to God, the challenge that we had lined up was this choose your own adventure challenge we were going to propose called Let It Go. Came through the pipeline somehow. We were talking about Frozen last episode. I don't know, but we decided (laughs) Let It Go would be the challenge. Whatever it means to you would be the challenge. And then Andrew was let go in the Let It Go challenge. The CEO of my company heard about this challenge was like, you know what I need to let go of? My entire U.S. workforce now that I've outsourced <laughs> now that I have outsourced these jobs to Mexico and the Philippines, I can truly let go uh, of hundreds of lower working class people <laughs> that I do not need to provide and for anymore. good for him. Yes. I think you were all holding him back from being as rich as he He's- possibly can be. <laughs> well, and to the CEO of Andrew's company with that windfall you just received, can I interest you in a Grolix Patreon membership at the Ben level? Now it comes in a with truly surreal twist. Uh, and that's what I'm talking uh, about. Boy, crazy pod within a. Trust me, he's coming in at the four dollar level. Uh, I know enough. I know enough about him. <laughs> and he's going to be messaging us for free merch, like just trying to oh haggle my it. God. Like still wants a birthday shout out for some reason. Well, you didn't pay for it, bro. Yeah. It's uh, earnestness horn. We haven't sounded it in a it's while. It's been a long time. Wow. I know. Let's sound it. Andrew, I know you fucking hated that job, but I am very sorry that you got laid off. Well, I mean, it does suck. And it's, uh, it is uh, a yeah. double edged sword of freedom to our Aussie fans or fans listening in Europe. First of all, fuck off. What? Second of all, to, uh, to no, just because this is legitimately why a lot of us will stay in absolutely terrible jobs is because we get our health insurance. Oh, that yeah. Even though that sounds like you. a small thing, but you and your kiddo as a dependent, that's what? Eight nine hundred dollars value each month. I mean, oh, that's a yeah. lo- it's it's an insane price. Yeah. So so let go of the American dream. It is a false. Yes. <laughs> is that what we're doing? Well, let's get to the challenge that we were gonna do. Yeah. This has been a wild one. This has been a wild one out the gates. But yeah. So I think the last three challenges we've done have been a fucking blast. Yes. We went fishing. We played baseball. We went deep into conspiracy theories on the internet. But they have been, I don't know what some would describe as a little frivolous. Right. We haven't dug deep emotionally. You know what I mean? And I think other than tuning in for my sweet Adam's pearls up front to see if Andrew still got fired, to learn about the state of American healthcare, people do tune in for us being real with each other. Can I add something about the Adam's Pearls that I think is a bit frivolous? Sure, hold on. Let me, uh, but Ron, I would like Ron to do this song. Adam's Pearls. Okay. There's a jingle now. <laughs> I, this this jewelry startup that you're doing, it's it's just pearls? Like, I mean, it's so niche. I It's nice to know that I have a place to find my grandma if she goes missing, but Stop it. Wh- who, else, who else is shopping The fact here? that producer Ron is miking up the box that you put your pearls in. I mean, the clarity of those pearls hitting so the box. What? That's expensive. Producer Ron knows what fucking hits, okay? Producer Ron is about the clicks, my dudes, and you fucking know that. And people tune in for Adam's pearls. You think that we got a lot of third actors? We got pearlers coming in. 
in in huge numbers. If he's about the clicks, why is he with us? Because everybody else says no. Uh, oh. <laughs> you have any idea how many podcasts he's been denied from? So for this challenge, we did sort of land on let it go. We're not going to say what the specific parameters are, but you have to interpret that and give back what it means to you. So we've all done the challenge. We're going to come back in the second act and talk about what it meant to us. But that is the challenge. This curveball of Andrew being let go is wild. Yeah, it is wild. I guess I'll find uh, a way to but, let uh, go of having health insurance. Hmm. <laughs> let it go. But besides Andrew. that, Andrew has already chosen what this means to him, and we'll come back in the second act, and we will talk about that, as will Ben and as will I. This is yes. tying together in the most insane way. Before that, we have to play brief ad for Adam's Pearls. We're not doing an ad for Adam's Pearls. Look, Adam paid me. I'm doing... I have to read the ad copy for Adam's Pearls. You're paying people? Hey, Ben, I'll... do me a solid shut up a little bit. Okay, I just... You know my man Andrew's a little bit down on his luck right now. I'm paying him to do some ad reads for Adam's okay, Pearls. Okay, I see what you mean. Adam paid me seven fifty to do this. I forgot the decimal. $7.50 to do this. Kick to the this. comedy, Ben, and then after whatever fucking asshole does a dumb, stupid fucking joke, we'll have an ad read for Adam's Pearls. Okay, that's great. That's a perfect segue in. Uh, we will, uh, why don't we take a break uh, and give a listen to some live stand-up comedy from our live show that happens the last Saturday of every month at the world-famous Bug Theater. Of course, tickets are on sale right now. You're going to want to get them. Uh, this is a friend of ours, despite what Adam has just said, and we do respect their comedy. <laughs> uh, this is uh, a little clip from Miriam Moreno. And when we... I hope it's short, Miriam, because people are waiting for this ad read. Okay, but uh, in the meantime, uh, enjoy this stand-up clip. And when we return, we will have Let It Go, Let It Go. Isn't that how the song? Let it go, let it go. (laughs) It's not sexual. Make it more sex, a little more sex. Let it go. I don't want (laughs) to... Stay tuned. We had a sexual harassment training at work the other day. Uh Uh-oh. And, uh, of course, the maintenance guy, Tim, he spoke up. He thought it was necessary. He was just like, man, you can't say anything to broads anymore. You can't say anything to them because that's crossing the line. I was like, a couple things, Tim. Um, You can't call us broads anymore. (laughs) And the other day you said, cool shirt, your tits look amazing. (laughs) You could have just said your tits look amazing. You didn't have to lie about the shirt. Um, let's see. I, uh, I have this nephew. He's five years old. I took him to go see Frozen. And the whole time he's being very annoying. He's just like, what is that? What's going on? What is this? I was like, I have the same fucking information as you. Uh, I also haven't seen this movie. <laughs> You're being very rude. Um, So I took him to see my favorite movie, Wolf of Wall Street, since he loves spoilers. Um, Whole time, same thing. What are quaaludes? What's a hooker rule? (laughs) It's like, we took the same dose. Why are you? All right, thank you. Give it up for your host. Hey. 
Do you love the Grawlix Saves the World, but are sad because you're not getting enough of it? Boy, do I. Well, great news. You can get all sorts of bonus content on our Patreon. Like what? Tell them, Ben. Act 4. Ad-free episodes, birthday shout-outs, exclusive merch, stronger, more painful erections, our pod within a pod, boy crazy, decreased A1C levels, photos and videos, bonus content, and so much more. Okay, I'll do it. No, kick to me. Say, how do I, how do, I do it? How do I sign up? We're not trying to sell it to you, Andrew. You don't have to. Jesus. Oh, well, I mean, it sounded good. Okay, how do I sign up then? <sighs> Fuck it. You can sign up now by visiting patreon.com forward slash Grolic Saves. I do want to sign up. <laughs> Are you looking for a unique one-of-a-kind gift for that special person in your life? Well, look no further than Adam's Pearls. We've got something for everyone, whether it's your grandma, step-grandma, great-grandma, great-great-grandma, nana, or Grammy, you'll find what you're looking for at Adam's Pearls. So come on down to Cherry Creek North and give us a look. We've got something for every budget, as long as you're rich. Adam's Pearls. We are back... Through the magic of podcasting, time has elapsed. Andrew has a new job. He's very wealthy. He's very happy. He loves the work. He loves the health insurance. Things do <laughs> work out sometimes, so listener. And I want you to Guys, know. It's, everything. It's, it's literally it's like two minutes. <laughs> three. I think that's even being generous. I think it's probably about 90 seconds later. And I got carried away and that's on me. But I dress for the podcast I want, not the one we uh, have. That's you know what I mean? So it's just a little little different yeah. same here that's why i'm only wearing a t-shirt and i'm naked from the belly button down <laughs> so you've got your t-shirt rolled up your belly too which i, I wear love. a halter top t-shirt i wear i cut it i cut them high i cut them high for this podcast andrew's new novel cut them high will be available at barnes and noble and uh anyway so yeah we're back we're back and we set up in the first half that we already had done this challenge, so I'm just kind of excited to get into it. Nobody really proposed the challenge. It just sort of manifested very naturally, so I don't know who wants to go first. Anybody ready to take a stab at this Andrew, thing? why don't you go? It's your day. Let me go first. It's my day. It's your day. <laughs> it's Andrew Day. From henceforth, October 4th is Andrew Day. Also, we should get you out of the way just in case you randomly get sick you don't have health insurance, so you're going to be going straight to the emergency room, which can be a wait. So yeah, let's go ahead true. and make sure now. we get out of the way. <laughs> or if his dormant rage boils over and he has to sort of have a workplace incident, let's just get his part of the podcast. Well, out. I work remotely, so a workplace incident would just be here at my house. <laughs> I just meant, I just meant, smash your printer in the yard. I've, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I feel like uh, it was a really delicate way to talk about suicide. <laughs> Andrew had a workplace incident. Oh, <laughs> Didn't he work from home? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he got fired and uh, there was a workplace incident. Jesus Christ. Okay, so I've always fancied myself as being pretty good at letting things go as they've come, you know, changes in life, even changes in relationships. I feel like I've over time gotten pretty good at, at letting things go and recognizing the temporary nature that can kind of be found in in so many in so many things like a job um but uh so for this i what i needed to let go was kind of like staring me right in the face as listen i don't know how much we've talked about on the pod but i put my house up for sale here like a month or so ago 
And this whole last month, I've been like struggling with it. I'm like, is this the right choice? Is it a bad choice? Uh, it was really difficult because on one hand, like everything in our Western society says like you need to be striving to buy a house. You should buy a house. If you're renting, it's bad. Buying a house is good. Owning a house is what everybody wants. It's what my friends who don't have houses, they say that they want. They they lament that they that they can't get one because of our current economic situation. And we're just kind of fed this message of like, oh, you want to be on the track to success? You want like to be living the quote unquote correct life? Well, then you need to buy a house. You should be paying a mortgage on a house and own a house. And that's just fed to all of us all the time. Right. So I see billboards when I'm driving, like tired of renting or ready to get out of your renting phase. And it makes it difficult to, because I'm not selling my house to go buy another house. I'm selling my house to go rent because I'm like, well, there's a lot of reasons, but for me, it is not like, oh, I'm sad to go back to renting. I'm like, I'm fine with going back to renting. It doesn't bother me like that. So you, you're letting go of the idea that this is a failure of sorts. Exactly. Right? It's like, but it feels like when I talk to people, they're like, oh, you know, their their reaction to it is not dissimilar to when I told people I was getting divorced, like where they're kind of they're kind of crestfallen. I'm like, oh, no, but so sorry. You're not going to have to this mow your lawn anymore. Something I wanted to do. And they're like, oh, like, like, oh, you failed or like, oh, this is bad. And so that can't help but like bleed into mm -hmm. you psychologically of like, maybe I fucked up. I did something wrong. And it's been tough. But then on the other side, I have lived in this little house for like five years. I have put work into it. Never had to like replace a sink before or, or work on a fucking dryer or do all these like little things that I had to like learn how to do and kind of put this effort in here. And it does feel like home. And at, once you kind of are used to a space, it could be hard to say goodbye to it. Yeah. You know, it's cause this is a pretty unique house for those of you That's who have ever seen it. our sure. content. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you it looks like I it, live in a sauna. Call it unique or, or eccentric or, or downright. <laughs> I love that. I love that house. I'm going to miss that house. It's a little wood house, and I got it because it was different. I, for the same price, I could have got a, a bigger house that just had drywall and was very much. You know what your house reminds me of? The protagonist in a children's story about a city that grew up around it. <laughs> well, that's a perfect, <laughs> perfect metaphor, and that is what this house literally was. This was the house for the ranch hands when all of this land. Land around me was ranches. Exactly. And then it got sad because the world done got itself into a big old rush. And <laughs> highways and cable cars. Yeah. But that little wooden house sat there and waited through it. And then a little boy from a TV show came and loved it and nursed it back to hell. I love this. In that story, they should wrench the house up, take it back out to the countryside where it's happier. Amazing. And then yep. plants grow up around it. Yep. That'd be probably really inexpensive to do. Um, <laughs> so that has been my battle uh, this whole month and leading up to this challenge um, is is my situation with this house. Like, did I make the right choice? Did I make the wrong choice? Also, the housing market has 
just in an absolute skydiving uh, with no parachute, free fall, just plummeting. Since I put my house on the market, it has plummeted in value almost $100,000 from what it was estimated when I put it on the market oh, wow. to, to today. So the, the market is kind of insane and there's no like good news on the economic horizon. It's not like things are projected to turn around anytime soon, especially heading into an election year full of doddering dipshits that aren't going to be instilling any kind of like economic promise for anyone. So I've been second guessing myself and going back and forth and back and forth. And uh, the other day, my I was talking to my daughter about it, like, oh, do you think I made the right choice? And they were like, you know what? I think I think that we've like lived our time in this house, they said. They're like, I think that we've like lived our time in this house. It's just like a simple like one sentence, but I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. We've had five years in this house with its ups and its downs and we can move on. And I think we can let go of this. And literally yesterday night, I got an offer on my house that I have to reply to today. What? The deadline is today. So while we're recording this episode. It's going to have to wait till after the podcast. Yeah, I have to decide if I want to take their offer or not. And once I take their offer and go under contract, I can't back out. The buyer can back out almost any time they want. The seller, wow. once I go under contract, I can't back out. I'm on the rails to selling my house. So I have to make that choice today. And what are you going to do? Uh, you, you know, and Let it go. yeah, and and Let just really go. step off that the edge of that. And I being laid off from my job the same day, uh, it certainly feels like a shove in That's crazy that direction. But you have to make that decision today. <laughs> For sure. It's like if I was even tentative, it's like, OK, well, I guess I'll be uh, taking my a little sack of money and selling this house. Well, that is weird that just cosmically you got laid off and you had to make that decision today. Those are two major life milestones colliding. But I love what you said about your kiddo just saying, I think we've lived our time here. It takes, it's just like a simple, profound thing that I imagine felt like a big relief. And, and you both know, I mean, I don't have to tell you, but as parents, when your kids become okay with something, you're like, I'll be okay. As long as they're fine, like, you know, yeah. like, I get yeah. that totally. If they were like, I love this place, I don't do it, you'd be so fucking hard. That'd be really hard. Yeah, because we had that conversation too. We were like, because once we got the house all cleaned up and it's like, oh, this this is a charming little house. Like you start to to kind of rethink it. And so we definitely had, we had those times of like, oh, wow, you know, maybe we should stay. It has absolutely been a back and forth, but I'm ready Thanks to this challenge and thanks to the cosmic shove in the lower back, I'm ready to let go of this house. <laughs> that kind of shove that jerks your head. Yeah. Like Get a little whiplash. You yeah. A little bit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like your, your lower jaw well, collides with your upper jaw. It's like a, a terrible bite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Andrew, you're going to be okay. I truly believe that you're going to be fine. I'm going to do a cartwheel to front flip and land on my feet. And if you know me, you can envision that happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can envision two <laughs> hips shooting out of sight. Your ankle will be busted for <laughs> six months. Does it sound yeah. like broken kindling as I do a cartwheel to front flip 
Just and get land it on, on video, feet. Andrew, and DM me the video so that we can continue <laughs> our trend of sending each other terror. Ben and I have sent each other two two many videos of people getting hurt, and now I'm in the Russian algorithm. And <laughs> Ben tried to send it to me, and I said, "Don't. I don't want the, it. I should have. I should have. Because I don't want to be in the Russian algorithm anymore. Now the algorithm is for both of us is like someone getting hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> want to see somebody get killed this morning, right when you wake up? <laughs> Leave me out of this. Shit, anyway, dude. okay. Who's going you're... next? Who's going next? Uh, I'll, I'll go next. I'll go next. Okay. So yeah, I didn't really know what to do with this challenge because I I don't think I hold on to too many things. Um, maybe grudges, but those are earned. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> so I talked to my wife, and she was like, "Well, just try to like not get worked up about shit. Not like daily frustrations. Just try to let those go." Oh, that's a cool interpretation. So over the week incidents would happen that would annoy me and i would typically i would stay in that annoyed state way longer than i than i tried mm-hmm. to do for example as you guys know i keep uh, a single check in my wallet and i also get a analog physical newspaper delivered to my front porch <laughs> because i like a physical newspaper dudes i was a journalist i support the media i want to hold a newspaper and fucking read I it i fucking hate the denver you so post much. i swear to fucking god you guys I fucking hate it's you. like they want to fail it's like they want to i can't that paper comes whenever the fuck it wants to come sunday maybe 30 percent delivery Andrew, success rate him. and that's the day that we fucking subscribe for the sunday paper I've hated him since day so one. So anyway, <laughs> the other day I go out and Ellis, my little two-year-old, I was like, come on, E, let's go get the paper. He likes to run out into the yard and find it and bring it up for me. It's adorable. We go out. There's no fucking paper. And I just start gearing. I'm like, this is it. This is why media is dying. I'm the guy, the last guy on the block getting a physical paper. You can't fucking deliver it to my house. But I just, I let it go. I let it go. I said, whatever. This is, this is how it is. Don't fucking get worked up about this. It's 701. So wait, did the paper come? (laughs) No, and it still hasn't come. This is like, you'll get into windows where it's like it doesn't come for 10 days. And I've I've, I've done this before, and I call the Denver Post subscription line, and I bitch, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, it'll be there tomorrow. And it's not there tomorrow. You do it again the next day. Oh, oh, my God. Of course, we'll have the (laughs) two you missed and the one tomorrow. I'm like, I don't want the fucking two I missed. That's what I won. I won. Uh, three-day-old newspaper. Three-day-old newspaper. <laughs> In the age of the internet. <laughs> so that was one example. Just little things like that. I try to be like, okay, whatever. Dude, you know that media's dying. They probably don't have the people to get this shit out in any timely fashion. Just like be thankful when it shows up. This is an antiquated thing you're you're clinging to anyway. This Let it go. neighborhood is short of 14-year-olds on bikes. That would what be amazing. <laughs> Just a kid getting on his bike with one paper for Adam. <laughs> And he's got to go he's like nine miles. He's like, God damn it. I got to wake up. I got, I got to go meet the, the truck and fold it. Dude, the last newspaper <laughs> makes, boy. That's a great movie. Yeah, oh, my God. Like that it. is so good. Like a dystopian. Remember Paperboy for Nintendo? I that was like Paperboy. The fucking, that game was so fucking rad. It was great. So, so do you feel like, though, that going throughout the week, doing this and being cognizant of it, do you feel like you lowered your stress level? I think so. There was another incident that was like i got a little worked up and i like it's not like in these in these situations i'm like what's that movie falling down with michael Douglas? i'm not it's not like i fucking snap 
but I do stew in that place for a little longer. Well, and it sets a momentum for your day or at least for the yeah. morning. Yeah. Well, you're bitching about pretty innocuous stuff and allowing it to work you up in a way that's like, bud, why are you even here? But I will give one more example and I don't know if they're related, but it was just that it was on my mind this week and I'm not, I'm going to try not to cry because I've talked about this on the podcast before and cried a lot. But we had to put down our last dog. We had three dogs. They were like, two of them were 14 when we put them down. And this guy, Sammy, was 15. We put him down two days ago. What? So we've put down three dogs in under a year and a half. And it's just like really sad. I just saw Sammy when I was there a few days ago. It was sad. And it's like an end of an era of these great dogs. And it's just fucking sad. And so we've had the same guy come over and put down the dogs each time. He's this lovely doctor who's just like a gem of a man. I talked about him on the last time we talked about this. Yeah. And he came over and he was very sweet as always. And it was right when Malcolm was getting home from school. So it was Sammy was kind of Katie's dog initially. So Katie, you know, received this man into our living room. And then then she texted me. He's like, he's here. And I was like, do you want me to take Malcolm to go get an ice cream or something? And she's like, no, I'd like Malcolm to have a chance to say goodbye. So Malcolm came home and Sammy's like on the floor and there's a man, you know, who's starting this process. And the dude is lovely. And he's like, hey, bud. And Katie's like, do you want to watch this? Do you want to be here for this? Ellis was napping. And Malcolm, like, when he gets home from school, this is like the one hour we let him watch TV. And he fiends for it. He's like, runs down to the basement, like, TV, let's fucking do it. And and he, I was like, you want to go watch TV? And he's like, no, 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 I want to watch. And he just, like, stayed and he watched the whole thing. And Katie cried and he hugged her and was like a sweet little dude. And it was it was beautiful and as as that moment can be. And then he went down and watched TV. Later that afternoon... I took him to gymnastics and he has like a little toy dog and he like wanted to bring that dog and I didn't even put him together. And we do this battle every morning when we go to preschool, he's got a toy. Let me bring the toy. And I'm always like, well, buddy, it's going to distract other kids. They're just trying to get him into the school. Like no toys. We're just walking into school now. Every parent at this age is like half the kids are clinging to their parents leg. I, I just don't let him bring a toy into the entry area to distract the kids. And it's always a battle. And so He was battling like, let me bring the dog to gymnastics. Let me just bring it and I'll put it in the cubby with my shoes. And I'm just being this dad. And I'm like, no, dude, like you can't bring. And then I was just like, fucker, let it go. He just watched his dog die. And he wants to bring the dog into gymnastics. Let him bring the fucking dog into gymnastics. I was like, yeah, of course. But it was a minute where I was just doing the normal struggle of like no toys in the event we're going to. And instead I was like, yeah, but of course. Right. And he brought the dog and some friends saw the dog and he put it in the cubby and he ran off to gymnastics. I don't know if this challenge, if I'd have that moment with without it, I probably would. But it certainly was just this sort of like, let it fucking go. It's all good. This is a minor squabble with your kiddo right now. And he needs it more than you need to win this point right so it was very helpful in that moment to just let all that man i'm sorry about sammy that sucks like i said they were all old dogs i know it was time still i know what your dogs mean to you all and uh to your family and how big a part of your family they are and i'm sorry to hear that yeah it's weird there's no this is the first time in 14 years there's just like no dogs around yeah like uh, you leave the front door open i'm like shut the door to the dog oh yeah right do you want two new dogs (laughs) Yeah, no. I yeah, think we're gonna we're gonna have a proper morning huskies? period. I feel bad you don't have dogs in <laughs> in your house. I can't think of two better dogs to get you over your morning period than Sokka and Katara. <laughs> Maybe for some free Adam's Pearl ad reads, we can sort of work this out. Yes, yes. Guys, uh, this is, see, now we're just, uh, I don't understand. I'll do some ad reads. Sorry, I really just like Andrew's voice. Oh, 
Anyway, so that's how I let it go this week, and it, it was uh, it was good. I'm glad I had this challenge over. That's a hard over one. My head. That's a tough week. one. And it, did it help? I think so. I still like remi- remain annoyed. <laughs> the paper's still not coming. Yeah, it's hard, but I think it helps you get out of that space quicker. And I think that's yeah, probably valuable for sure. But what about you, Dan? Ben? What did you let go of this week? The, my funny, my favorite part about yours was you started with this this sort of pedestrian story about your paper not coming. Which I feel like you have complained about to us before. So? Uh, and, <laughs> so? And then you tell this beautiful, heartbreaking story about your the, the passing of your uh, your child and... and uh, No, the dog. I, the dog. Not I mean, child. the passing Jesus of your dog. Christ, and, and, sorry, I got a phone coming. <laughs> about the passing of your, of, of your dog and your child being there to witness it. Uh, you buried the lead on that one. I, I would do that one first next time. But beautiful story. And R.I.P. Sammy. See you, see you on the bridge, bud. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, so, yeah. Um, well, mine is something that I've definitely struggled with for a while. <clears throat> we had had conversations about um, me going to do uh, a particular comedy fest in Las Vegas, one that is been controversial because of uh people who are involved uh and uh me doing it you know in essence for money and uh you know being a working comic and trying to keep myself afloat with that and uh so i went and did that festival and i won't talk about it a lot i think it is misunderstood uh it was one of the hardest weekends of stand-up and in my career and how I view myself as a stand-up that I've ever had, I think definitely I've struggled with who I am on stage a lot. So for people listening, when I when I started, I definitely I was drinking uh, a lot when I started uh, doing stand-up, and that carried over into my persona on stage. And I kind of quickly, I think, earned this reputation as being very. Uh, unhinged and I would say off shit uh, on the regular and because Can I tell it, my favorite story from that time? Period? Yeah, sure, please. So one night at the Squire Lounge, which was uh, one of Denver's most notorious open mics, Ben, real drunk, got up on stage <laughs> and proceeded to make a noise like a dial tone. Remember when you used to leave like a landline phone off the hook? Yeah. Uh, he was just making that noise into the microphone. <laughs> Remember it. I still have landlines. I read my paper. I write my checks. I have a landline. Oh, Adam. I'm sensing a new challenge where we where we clutch Adam back from, <laughs> from this. Clutch it like Adam's yes. pearls. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and clutch him, Adam's pearls. I'll say the tagline right, right there. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, Ben just proceeded like for minutes. He was like, making this <laughs> until I was voice. until the mic was wrenched from my hands. Yeah, well, the host was scared to go up and take the mic. Greg Baumhauer, who he wrangled Colfax drunks and surly people every week down there, but he was like, he did not want to go up and try to get the mic back from Ben. Because- Can I say honestly, you're telling a story that I am proud of. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that we're getting it out there. And so Greg tentatively had to go up and, uh, but at first you didn't give him the mic. You were like a a toddler with a toy that they don't want to give them. You kept like spinning your back to him as he was trying to take uh, the mic. (laughs) 
And then yes, he I don't find, remember any of that. He, really? That's uh, weird because the the way the story sounds, it sounds like you would remember a bunch of it. And he wrenched the mic away <laughs> from you. Finally. Yep. Yeah. And you just marched triumphantly off stage. Yeah, yeah. It was great. And and <laughs> what fun. What fun. One of the worst rooms for stand-up comedy to have yeah. ever existed in Denver, Colorado, Fuck. which is saying a lot. The Squire Lounge. Uh, I had no love for that room, so I would just legitimately get drunk and sabotage most of my sets. I hated it also. But I think like a lot of material that I wrote at the beginning in 2010 when I did JFL, which for people who don't know is Montreal just for laughs, which is, you know, that's a big deal to get into. Biggest comedy festival in the world. New Faces is the big mark of you've made it in comedy. Yeah, it was very uh, in your face. It was very crass. A lot of it was super dirty. And and because of that, in 2012, I did the Nasty Show. And I've always been pigeonholed in that sort of edgy, like, thing that I don't want to be anymore. I don't. And I think, like, going to this festival, I have no issues. They're filling a niche that's what they do. They've, their fans were fantastic. The people who ran it were gracious. The, the weekend was fine. I'm just not that anymore. And I think I've struggled with who I am on stage because I feel like I don't fit in anywhere. Like I'm, I'm a little too abrasive for some, but then I'm not, you know, like I've always struggled with feeling as if I don't belong. And I think that that is deeper related to my own self-image issues and things from growing up that I've talked about in previous episodes. And I think I just have to let go of that. I am not that person anymore. I'm not that comedian. I don't want to do that anymore. I mean, obviously I'm a comedian. I'm going to have jokes and shit that, you know, that, that, are just purely for fun and, you know, maybe dark or whatever. But I think worrying so much about the acceptance has hindered my ability to create as of late. And I think this weekend was a wake up call for that, for me, that I've felt like I exist in between or in limbo and stand up. And I'm afraid to just be myself without without worrying about what's going to come of it, you know, because I think this industry does that to you. It's like, how do you market yourself? How, what are you? You know what I mean? And that shit gets in my head and I'm like, I, I don't know, but I do know, like, I've been afraid to make that jump to more of like stand up that is more heartfelt and more like introspective and whatnot, because I feel like no one knows what to do with that. You know, I can relate. And I love what you're saying. I mean, obviously, there's deeper stuff you're talking about from your childhood that might make you feel this way as well. But I think I can certainly relate to the current state of stand up and where do I fit into it type of thing. And we talked about this on our pep talk challenge, but I think all of us are similar aged. All of us have attained things that were deemed the big ring to go for in stand-up when we were coming up. And now that has all changed. Everything's all changed. It's all about clips. It's all about which podcast appearance you're on. And I think a lot of us feel like us three on this pod feel irrelevant, feel like we're the old guys who are 
not currently with the trends or whatever, but all I can say is I had to let that thinking go pretty recently as well because it was obsessing me. Right. And it was just like, yes, put your clips out there. Yes, try to do whatever podcast appearances you feel comfortable doing. But like, that's really getting in the way of creating good shit. And the only thing you can control is your good shit. And like that closer you did at High Plains is 10 minutes of really thoughtful, introspective, great, Ben Roy joke writing and it's like there's my boy and if that's not selling right now who gives a shit you know though it's it's so much of this is connected to deeper shit of acceptance and I think that that was like the hardest point this weekend is like you know I thought you know my style whatever and then I get there and I'm like I'm not this Mm -hmm. you know I don't write like that and it fit me silly it looks like an ill-fitting suit it's not even that they wanted that it's what I thought I had to be Mm -hmm. and what would make me feel comfortable there I heard numerous other comics there saying who were there going yeah I feel like I have to kind of veer my way in that direction to get this crowd because not in any way disparaging the audience they just love shock comedy right that's what the crowds love it's like everybody's going blue and doing this controversial shit and you're like okay that's what they fucking want here's my bluest joke exactly and then i feel silly like i put on something that just doesn't fit me anymore i remember telling you guys when i was on the nasty show after that being like i don't want to be that even though the joke that i did on that the bit was basically saying i don't hate my wife you know like that was the bit but it was filthy at the end so that's what got it and i was like but the point was that I don't hate women and I don't hate my life and my wife. Right. You were already coming from a different angle than the hacky cliche, like, fuck my wife. Yeah. Stuff. And I just, I've become so obsessed with, I'm not clippable. I'm not this. I'm not that, that I, I'm legitimately stunting my ability to just write and make what is true to me. And if people like it, they like it. And if not, obviously this is not going to be perfect. That's a hard thing as an artist to let go of, but I'm going to let go now. I'm tired of like caring and I'm exhausted. And so that's, that's mine. This weekend exhausted me and not, and as I said, I have opinions about all of it. It doesn't matter. They're doing their thing and they've got their niche. I'm just going to do mine. And it's not, there's no animosity or anything. I just, I need to start accepting I am who I am and being comfortable with it and moving on. So I think that that's, I think that that's what I let go of this weekend, thinking about this and uh, just moving forward. Shit, dude. So, nice. I love that. And it's like, I, I know you can view it as defeatist, but I think it's just like honest. Like there's a freedom in stopping caring and playing the game. And we keep giving you shit about not being at the Grolix lately. But I, I truly find when I do a monthly Grolix show with our fans and we got to do 10 new minutes that I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what I love about stand up comedy. <laughs> like, I can control every facet of this. These people are here for what we're doing. And I have to challenge myself to write new stuff that is interesting to me in that moment. That's the that's it's the hardest like, part. That's all you can want. Trying to to be a stand-up comic full-time and to make it work when you don't have an audience that is big enough to float you makes hypocrites of us all. And, and I would argue not, you know, our society does that. The capitalistic kind of thing does that, where you you have to sometimes take and do things that belie who you are at heart. And sometimes I'm angry. Sometimes that's just my delivery. Sometimes I really am emphatic, but I don't want to be just that anymore. You know, 
Um, so anyway, thank you guys for listening to that. And it, listeners too, you know, I'm curious what you all have let go of, but yeah. Do you feel better? Do you think like this is something we can all do regularly? Is this something that people should be doing? I mean, I plan to get laid off on the reg uh, for the rest <laughs> of my life. <laughs> As I bounce from apartment to apartment uh, jobless, I'm just going to embrace letting it go, you know, until I just evaporate into dust out on the prairie. Love that. Love that look for you. That's great, Andrew. <laughs> It's just a wild episode. It started with with Andrew being laid off, and the whole time Ben was sharing that very real shit, Andrew was silent, and it's because he was side texting me like, "Should we lay off Ben now?" Like we were talking about hydraulics, or should we do it like a week from now? And then Andrew said, literally, last text, "Let's just do it now. Let's just do it now on the pod." Could I chime in on that decision? (laughs) I'd wait a week. I'm a little bit of a powder keg. Okay. So yeah. I, just I there could I be know, a workplace incident. Yes, and that and I am home alone, so there could be a workplace incident. So just uh, if we could give it a week, seven, nine days, then you guys are free to let me go. Okay. And I understand okay. it. Okay. I get okay. it. <laughs> Adam, what about you? Do you think that um Andrew should be homeless? Again. No, but I can't take him in. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's up to Denver, right? I know they're doing a lot of stuff with these new sort of temporary housing camps and sort of tiny homes and whatnot. And uh, Mayor Michael Johnston, you, there's another one for you. It's Andrew. But <laughs> in terms of not getting frustrated by small things, yeah, I continue to try. And yeah. I'm out of dogs to put down, sadly. So Jesus I don't think I'll do that Christ. anymore. And, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just move on. Uh, poor Adam. The well he kept going to on the pod has finally dried up. These Jesus, we're not going to have anything Yeah, I got do. no... I what got are we going to talk left? about if you're not I've run out of dogs dog to put down. In front of your kids in your living room. Yeah, I've run out of dogs. There's more options there, so I guess that will sort of cease, and I, I will let go of... You guys, you guys are just finding animals <laughs> from around the neighborhood. You're volunteering at the shelter... No, I'm volunteering to put them down in my home. <laughs> I've got a podcast to prop up. Right. Uh, right. So oh, I'm going to let go, God, let go Jesus, of all of that. that was so but funny. Yeah, I think it makes the world a better place, being able to release your grip on things, especially when you don't have control on them. But even if you do have control over them, being able to just let go and let them go. I think that it's something that humans have a hard time with. Thankfully for every one of our listeners, any psychologist who starts talking to me is like a gold prospector at the Comstock load. Mm. And they're like, there's a lot down here. There's plenty to keep me afloat for years. (laughs) So um, you all will just be continuing to get uh, random emotions and stories from that. But I, I definitely think being aware, making a choice and having that moment that goes, I can't do this anymore. I have got to let go because this is what is stunting me. I think those moments are important and uh, the revelatory. You need to have those. And I think you should always be keeping an eye on much the same. We could have, somebody could have been personal possessions. This is cluttering. I got to let go of this stuff. Anything uh, will allow you to breathe easier. That stuff you're kind of just dragging along. So 
I definitely think so. Good challenge. What a weird one. What a weird very fucking weird one. day. Weird timing. All over the place I'll this episode. What. But it, very honest, it's, it's a real snapshot of the Grolics right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our State of the Union. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Union is fledgling. Yeah. The yes. Union is fledgling. Yes, it is. Rift City, a good portion of it has been sold to the Republic of China. <laughs> and uh, so the other half of it is in the Rift City sinkhole right now. A yes. good portion of Rift City has <laughs> collapsed into the earth. We are rebuilding. But yes. we have not hired a contractor yet. We're, no, we have not. But offers. the Chinese government does own every HOV lane. Uh, yeah. No, I think uh, this was a really good challenge and a good reminder. And probably given that some of our lives are a little in flux right now, it's a good thing to just let go of what we can't control anymore. And it would have been so amazing if Jupiter had been there when I was in the hotel and been like, you've lived in this comedy career long enough. I think we've <laughs> lived in it long enough. <laughs> Just a eerie, prescient child. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to say goodbye to Sammy, Adam. <laughs> well, yeah, I do want to say goodbye. I want to say, all right, yeah. Sammy, you were a good, you're a good little dude. Gonna miss you, bud. Um, and uh, well, on that note, let's lighten things up a little bit. Let's listen to some stand-up comedy from our live show that is happening. Get your tickets now. They go quickly. Everybody knows that. We say it every month, and then people go, "Where are the?" Where are the tickets? Are they sold out? Yeah, they're fucking sold out. Get them now. And let's listen to some live stand-up comedy uh, from our very good friend. You know, I, I want to say this. I hated this guy when he started. I did not like what? him. I didn't. I told him to his face. I didn't really like him when he started. Now, easily one of my favorite people and comedians. Is it you? He's, Are we playing a, one of your clips? Yeah. <laughs> and everybody enjoy Ben Roy. Well, no, no. Um, no, it's another Ben. Everybody enjoy this clip from one of my favorite comedians, Ben Bryant. And when we return, uh, we have more show. We have the best third act in the biz. Third actor. You're on deck. Get up on in here. Everybody else clean her out. Ron, and we uh, let go of Ben just saying that in the edit. Also, let go of the footage of Ben picking his nose just now yeah, and let it go. Uh, no, that box. wasn't a pick my nose. That was one of those one kind of half outside that's like a safe nose pick. Do you he, know what I mean? That's his move that he picked up at the fest this weekend. <laughs> yeah. It's a new trick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> everybody stay tuned. <laughs> For a while there during the pandemic, we were doing shows outside. We were doing shows outside on Colfax, which if you're unfamiliar somehow, like maybe you just moved here, maybe you're not from around here, you're just a tourist in town. Um, Colfax is, it's longest street in America. It goes from the Capitol building to hell. And it is also the Thunderdome for homeless people to... Go and prove who is the most homeless. It is a competition, and every every day people bring their best. Like, I'm going to win. I'm going to fucking win. I was actually leaving one of those shows once. I was going back to my car, not to brag. Okay. We're all doing good. Um, I was going to get my bus pass. I I live in my car. I commute to work on the bus, and. To get to my car, I had to go through an alley, and while I was going through the alley, I accidentally stepped in a homeless person's diarrhea. Uh, yeah, and now I'm Republican. Uh, <laughs> sorry, you know, I, I gave empathy a try, and 
it didn't work. <laughs> then, uh, you become a different person when you have to throw your shoes away in a 7-Eleven trash can. You become a new guy. You get new thoughts on shit, you know? I used to be like, we should have social programs to help the homeless. You can only judge a society's worth based on how it treats the most vulnerable members of that society. That's how I used to be. But now I'm just like, we should turn them into fucking tires. We should do whatever Amazon thinks is best. I, I love Exxon Mobil. I... Hi, this is Andrew from Adam's Pearls. We're having our huge moving sale this weekend only. You may have found us at Cherry Creek North, but we've moved to 76th and Pecos behind the burned down Circle K. Look for the handwritten Adam's Pearl sign on the board over the window. Adam's Pearls. Boom, we have arrived. This is the big time. This is the third act. If you've got any jitters, leave them at the door because this is where the real shit happens. Welcome to the third act, everyone. Adam, how do you say third act in Spanish? I want to hear it. I bet it sounds great. Uh, El tercer acto. I don't know how to say act, but I would. that'd be my guess. El tercer acto. But I want to say thank you to our third actors for being here. Our, terce- our terceros. <laughs> yes, I love that. That sounds fun, and it sounds kind of dangerous. Yeah, bienvenido that, a los terceros. That's that's definitely what we would call them. It's like we're tipping our hats to them because we know they secretly control everything. While there is a local government in Rift uh-huh. City. Okay, yep. here we go. You're tiptoeing the third back. actors control I everything. I dig that. And also, los terceros kind of sounds like they're big fans of the concept of terraces. They love terraces yes. as well as third acts. And that's yes. a kind of cool Venn diagram for them. <laughs> but anyway, we are at the third act. And uh, I, is there anyone we got to thank for the episode no, that's happened? Not a one. Not a single person. It's kind of nice. No one. No, hold on. Hold on. It's kind of nice when we do it ourselves. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Andrew. And thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, India. Thank you, China. Thank you, this salutation. Come on. Andrew, can you cue up that sweet little number? Pugs, bugs, 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 bugs. Dude, it sounds so bassy today. Are you getting that bass in there, Adam? Because I'm feeling Maybe I'm sick. Yeah, blew out one of my earbuds. Bass, 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 bugs. Yep, yep, not hearing anything on the left anymore. It's all right. This one goes out to you, Micah. It's all coming in the right ear from here on out. Adam, what do you got? I, I got a ton of local things going on, but who fucking gives a shit about that? I'm hitting the road. I'm in uh, Milwaukee next month, and I'm at the Laughing Tap, which is a great club, and awesome. I want to sell it well. So if you're in Milwaukee or in the area, please come out and support your uh, Growlick Saves the World boy, ACH. Heck yeah, go see him. Um, I've got a plug, uh, and it actually includes you, Adam. Then in that case, I'm listening in just the right ear. Uh <laughs> Saturday, December 9th. I know it's a long ways off, but we just put uh, the reservation link up for Adam and I are going to be doing a show in Maine, in Monmouth, Maine, at Cumston Hall. Yes, everybody, get it out of your system. It is Cumston Hall. I don't see anything funny. I don't get it. I don't even understand. I think it's a bulletproof name. I think there's very few places you could go with it. But uh, we're going to be at the old Cummy in Monmouth. And we're going to be 
uh, there for an evening at this beautiful theater. Part of the proceeds are going to go to benefit the theater. Uh, they're getting a new sound system, and we're going to help them do that. Uh, and it's going to be an amazing night. And uh, Andrew, what do you got? What else do you got? Wow, I guess I missed that text. Um, <laughs> I'm. Uh, <laughs> you want to come in my mo- on my mouth? Anyway, yeah. Go Not anymore. You ruined it. You ruined it. Um, yeah, I'm doing more Don't Tell comedy shows. Uh, so I, check out the Don't Tell Comedy website. You'll probably see me if you go to a Denver Don't Tell comedy show because I do a lot of them. And more importantly, the Grolix on October 28th, we're bringing back Grolix's favorite, Chris Fairbanks. I think Chris Fairbanks is. Thicky Kunky. Thicky Kunky. I can't believe I said it like that. Uh, has headlined more Grolixes than I think than I think anybody. So that should be amazing. The tickets are already on sale. You can grab those in the show notes. It's going to be Chris Fairbanks, Liv Carter, and another Grolix fan favorite, Ben Roy. No I've way. Heard ben Roy's going to be there. So. We got him? Shut the fuck up. Surely Shut somebody up. wants I, to pay I him $100 always, uh, in eight states away from here for the evening. <laughs> I didn't get any offers. Ben was, had to cancel a VFW in El Paso, Texas to be there. But he will be there. Uh, Thank I you, will ben. be there. Shut your mouth. Get, get tickets your now. tickets now. Full strength Grolix, Liv Carter and Fairbanks. That's a hell of a show. That is a banger, a bing banger of the show. Uh, obviously, everybody, we always con- uh, encourage you uh, to give us a follow wherever you get your socials. Uh, you'd be remiss if you don't at... Grolix comedy uh you can find us and uh tell us what you're letting go of we love hearing that let us know hit us up on the socials and uh and uh, we want to hear about your things that you're letting go that feels cool cool song song. we're also throwing all sorts of cool stuff up on patreon.com backslash Grolix saves all the time it's not expensive at all you can come in at this very uh, low level a four dollar level in fact and you get the whose level is that who's the base level model adam. there adam oh, it's okay. the base it's all you need Got to it. get the car down the fucking road um yeah, four dollars for the adam level and you get a lot of perks there but you can join at the andrew level and the ben level and there's even more perks boy crazies merch stickers all sorts of stuff including a brand new boy crazy that just dropped it's a live boy crazy from the high plains comedy fest it was a total blast yeah i gotta tell you guys that was one of the funniest parts of the festival so many people were coming up and complimenting me and us on that show it was very funny we ranked the hunkitude of all the headshots of every comic on the festival So you're going to want to listen to that. It was a great time. And listen, I want to do something that I don't always do, which is just make an earnest plea to our listeners. Help us grow this podcast. I really love what we're doing here. I know Ben and Andrew and Ron, we all think this is a very good podcast. And we all watch shitty podcasts get huge. And we're like, why not us? Why not us? So if you're a fan of this pod, grab a friend, make them listen to it. It helps. Word of mouth helps a ton. As always, a huge thanks to emancipated teenager Ron Doyle. Uh, So naughty. It was. We let him go. I mean, he's been working at that Flying Jays, making his own money. You think you could do better on your own? Get out there, producer Ron. Yeah, let's see you do it, you stubborn little shit. You think you're better than us, producer Ron? (laughs) 
You think you can do it on your own? Let's see when you're paying Excel, when you're late on your Excel bill. Anyway, yep. uh, also a big thanks to Mike Henderson for his help recording. If, if Ron's an emancipated bar. teenager, how about incarcerated teenager Mike Henderson? But it's the fact that Ron chooses to associate with people like that. That's what got him emancipated. Yep. It, 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 choose your friends yeah. better. You can, make, you can make whatever friends you want, producer Ron, just not under my, our roof. Yes. Okay? And that's the, way, <laughs> that's the way it works. As always, the theme music is brought to you by the ephemeral Charlie Continental. We never have anything bad to say about Chuck. Old Charlie's always golden boy around here. Um, and now we get to the next episode's challenge, which y'all, if I'm not mistaken, is going to fall somewhere around Halloween. It, actually, looking at the calendar, it falls on Halloween. So, I mean, I've, oh, my God, you know, what we should do. We should end the podcast. Adam, you've got to stop suggesting it because Halloween spooky. No, but I mean, when you do that, like it's the last one on Halloween. No, I know. I know. Adam. <laughs> You know that you're under contract for another seven years. You can't sign a contract right. like that. Well, then what should we do well, then instead of that? Seven years or thousand episodes. It's whatever he can get to quicker. So if you want to hustle your little tushy <laughs> off, maybe we can get this done a little quicker. I think for this next challenge, we should do something spooky in honor of Halloween. Let's do a spooky challenge. Huh? Let's kill a guy. Adam, again. Wow. Adam, that's, again. That's spooky. <laughs> spooky. I, no, that's not spooky. It's not spooky at I all. Feel like we're, I feel it's like you and me crime. are on different pages. I feel like I'm on different pages with you guys this third act. I I, I would agree with that. And you know when I when that happens, what I say? Hmm. I say, play us out, Charlie! Hasta luego, terceros. <laughs> Hi, this is Andrew from Adam's Pearls. Come check out our liquidation sale out of the back of a semi-tractor trailer. <laughs>